Hi, my name is Deanna Sparling, and this is D Sharp. If you're new here, welcome, and if you are returning, thank you for your support. To start off our first episode of Black History Month, I think it's highly appropriate for us to do a bit of a deep dive on one of the most notable artists of today from the Black community, and her name is Beyonce. Starting with some background about her, Beyonce Giselle Knowles was born on September 4, 1981 in Houston, Texas. She has a younger sister who also works in the entertainment industry. Her father, Matthew Knowles, was a sales rep who sold medical equipment, and her mother, Tina, worked for a period of time in a bank but ended up opening her own beauty salon, which became very successful. In her youth, Beyonce was shy and didn't have that many friends, so her parents signed her up for dance classes at the age of seven to help her make some. The classes not only helped her out of her shyness, but she also found real passion for the hobby and took it a step further, literally. She entered into local talent contests and won a handful of them, and from there, she just started singing more. In 1990, when she was nine, she auditioned for a singing group called Girls Time and One, enabling her to start performing with them at local events. This girl group later became the popularly well-known group known as Destiny's Child. At this point, Beyonce's father, Matthew, became the group's manager, quitting his job to take them to talent competitions across state lines and even put the family's money into the project forcing them to sell their house and live in an apartment. As expected, this caused a rift in his marriage to Tina, and she eventually filed for divorce from him in November of 2009 due to him having an extramarital affair and fathering two illegitimate children in the process. But for now, let's continue talking about Destiny's child. We'll come back to him a little bit later. The group sold about 50 million records worldwide while Beyonce was involved. On November 11th, 1997, Destiny's Child released their first hit single, No No No, and two years later in 1999, the group released their second studio album, The Writings on the Wall, which earned the group two Grammy Awards and sold more than 8 million copies in the United States alone. On May 1st, 2001, Destiny's Child released their third studio album called Survivor, which reached the number one spot on the Billboard 200 chart. The songs Bootylicious, Say My Name, Survivor, and Independent Women Part 1 are popular singles released under Destiny's Child, which helped the group earn notoriety in the music industry. Around 2003, the group took a break from releasing music. During this period of time, Beyonce released a debut album called Dangerously in Love, which became one of the most successful albums of 2003 and earned her five Grammy Awards in 2004. Once Destiny's Child officially split in 2005, Beyonce continued to release her own music. Her sophomore solo album, B-Day, debuted at number one on the Billboard charts in 2006, and her third solo album, released in 2008, called I Am... Sasha Fierce, 
included, if I were a boy, single ladies, put a ring on it, Halo, and Sweet Dream. Due to her success, Beyonce is the top female artist of the 2000s. She had spent in total 37 weeks at number one, had the most top fives, the most top tens, and the most top 40 hits. Fast forward to 2016, Beyonce releases her album called Lemonade. The album should be listened to from start to finish because there is a narrative behind her song choices and her lyrics. The first song on the album, Pray You Can Catch Me, is when she introduces the narrative of her being cheated on by Jay-Z. It's clear that she wants him to know that she knows and is praying that he will catch her listening. I'm praying to catch you whispering I'm praying to catch me listening I'm praying to catch me The next song on the album, Hold Up, is all about her seeking revenge. This message in the song is easy to miss if you're not paying explicit attention to the lyrics, so I will insert a clip here. Hold up, they don't love you like I love you. Slow down, they don't love you like I love you. Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. In the next song, Don't Hurt Yourself, Beyonce collaborates with Jack White to get across how angry she is at Jay-Z. Here is one strong lyric from the song. The song, Sorry, is a testament to how not sorry she is about exposing him and the name of who he cheated with, singing the line, he better call Becky with the good hair. Big homie better grow up, me and my water's about to stroll up, I see them boppers in a corner, they're sneaking out the back door. Better call Becky with the good hair. Six Inch is the badass song on the album where Beyonce focuses on rebuilding herself and her strong work ethic. The Weeknd is featured on the track to help aid in the vision of Beyonce as a powerful woman working hard. For the track Daddy Lessons, Beyonce reflects on her father and one-time manager. The song is her first country track, and in it, she is singing about how her dad warned her about men who cheat, just as he did. He told me when he's gone, he's what to do. When trouble comes in town, men like me come around. Oh, my daddy said shoot. Oh, my daddy said shoot. 
Love Drought is about Beyonce trying to figure out why her husband cheated and wanting to move toward reconciliation, even going so far as to ask him directly in the song what she did wrong. Sandcastles is the ballad on this album and is very, very beautiful. In it, Beyonce recognizes that she had hurt Jay-Z by claiming that she was going to leave him, but in the process of watching him hurt, she decides not to leave him and to stay true to her marriage. The track Forward functions somewhat like an interlude. It's about a minute in length and suggests that despite its troubles, the marriage is moving well forward. Forward. I love you more than this Please don't work for me. In All Night, Beyonce reveals exactly how she wants to rediscover the love she has for her husband. I want to speak separately for a second about track number 12 and number 10 on the album, Formation and Freedom. These two songs talk about race. The song Formation was released as a single in February of 2016, two months before her album was. The song itself is widely perceived to be about police brutality and the Black Lives Matter movement. A day after releasing this single, she performed it for the Super Bowl halftime show, during which the backing artists were dressed to visually reference the Black Panther Party. For those who are unfamiliar, the Black Panther Party was an organization that was established during the Civil Rights Movement to defend Black people against violence. Members of the Black Panther Party rejected Martin Luther King Jr.'s peaceful approach to protesting. During this halftime show, Beyonce and her backing dancers raised a fist into the air, mimicking the Black Panther salute. At a different point during the performance, Beyonce and her dancers formed a large X shape, which was meant to signify Malcolm X a civil rights leader who was shot and killed during the civil rights movement. At the time, there were many mixed opinions about how appropriate it was for Beyonce to incorporate the symbols in her performance. In the song Freedom, it's clear that Beyonce is making a broader statement on the civil rights of minorities. May the, may the last one burn into flames. Freedom. 
Kendrick Lamar is featured on the track and throughout the song, there is discussion about systemic racism in the United States. In his verse, Kendrick Lamar even talks about being racially profiled and later jailed. Many resonate with the song as an anthem for African American empowerment due to the power of Beyonce's message to the Black community. In essence, she is preaching to herself and the Black community that freedom from oppression is within reach while calling for perseverance. The song also calls for solidarity with the Black community in their struggle to be seen as equal to white people. Looking back on this in 2021, it's clear that more needs to be done to relieve Black communities of their hardship because the fight is not over yet. For the album, Beyonce received two Grammys, including a Best Music Video Award for her song, Formation. The Lemonade album also made a strong impression because of how it was released. She coupled the release of her album with releasing a separate film called Beyonce Lemonade, which detail 11 chapters with the following titles in order. Intuition, Denial, Anger, Apathy, Emptiness, Accountability, Reformation, Forgiveness, Resurrection, Hope, and Redemption. The movie is widely appreciated as a film made by a black woman that features black women made for black women. It relates the story of Beyonce's relationship with her husband to the relationship between black women and American society, including how the United States has turned their back on black women. The film speaks to the testament that society as a whole needs to solve racial issues in order to allow for the reformation and rehabilitation of black women. Beyonce Lemonade focuses on the experiences of black women in a way that the media neglects to and makes it a point to celebrate their achievements in the face of societal oppression and being silenced. The film was available for 24 hours on HBO's streaming service, HBO Go, and was removed promptly right after the 24-hour period, although at this point it's only available on Tidal. Now, for those who are unfamiliar with Tidal, it is a multimedia company that Beyonce and Jay-Z own. When Beyonce released Lemonade, it was only available through the streaming service and on iTunes and Amazon.com. However, in the spring of 2019, Beyonce released it on all platforms a whole three years later. This technique is called windowing, and basically the idea behind it is similar to how a new film is typically released in a movie theater and then available to buy. By releasing her album for a limited time on Tidal, it bumped subscriptions for the service and brought it to the second most downloaded app at the time, even putting it in the number one spot on the music app charts. During its release in 2016, Tidal became the highest grossing iOS app in the country. Because Jay-Z and Beyonce own the company, Title appears as an artist-backed alternative to competing platforms, which have been called out for not paying musicians enough. 
If we look at the numbers, as of January 16, 2020, it takes 53 streams to make a dollar on Napster, 80 streams on Tidal, 136 streams on Apple Music, 147 streams on Google Play Music, 156 streams on Deezer, 229 streams on Spotify, 249 streams on Amazon, and 752 streams on Pandora. To date, Napster is the only platform that pays musicians more per stream than Tidal, and all the other major platforms require nearly twice as many streams per dollar. I bring this up because supporting musicians through streaming platforms was already a big deal a year ago, but the issues surrounding artist royalties have only gotten worse due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Many musicians and creators alike are relying solely on these platforms and their listeners in order to make a living. Bigger influencers are a bit luckier right now since many are using alternative ways to make money either through sponsorships, interviews, brand deals, or merch sales. However, small creators who are looking to build a music career are subjected to the power of accessibility that many streaming platforms provide. Due to the rise in popularity of music streaming, music can travel farther and faster than ever before. But the fact remains that these platforms are highly congested and offer less monetary promise especially for many black musicians who may look to a career in music as the only way out from systemic poverty. Beyonce is recognized as one of the most influential artists in the music industry, but her impact doesn't end there. I want to encourage my listeners to listen to the black community and try not to speak for them. Support Black people during these times as their communities have been hit especially hard during this pandemic. I hope everyone continues to do their part to stop the spread of this virus so that as many of us can come out on the other side. Anyways, like always, thank you for listening. I really appreciate your support. Please make sure to follow at DSharpOfficial on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook to stay up to date on new episodes. See you next time.